All right, we're going to do, and I rarely do these. I think this is only my second one, but I think this um, dialogue warranted a response. So I'm going to go ahead and do a response video to comments from a YouTube video on the Lori Alexander. Um, the prayer for Lori. Yeah, the prayer yeah. for Lori Alexander. The guest is not a heretic. Ever. I want to definitely do this with love and with respect and i know when i mean i've only done i think like one other response video to like publicly like that, yeah with the catholic one yeah correct right well but sometimes there's just so much content in a response that it's kind of hard to make sure that you're coming across correctly in yeah. audio or it's something that i think is a big topic that there might be others out there who are confused on so i think for you to talk on it sure. would be beneficial yeah, and I also want, I mean, there's a couple different points in it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and be on it. You know, she did um, have a good point. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I don't want to be taken incorrect or insensitive. I definitely don't want to do that. And I know that I need to, to caution myself sometimes and make sure that I'm not being... Uh, you know, insensitive, especially to serious situations. That being said, I'm going to go ahead and try to, and just because your comments were too complex for me, honestly, to type, like I just can't type it. I thought it would be much easier to just respond to it this way. Um, because there's a couple of reoccurring things that were going back and forth. First, um, on the one comment. Wait, before you go into that part, did you want to address with Lori specifically? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lori, since yeah. Because since we're going to go ahead and do that. Yeah. I mean. Since we're clearing things up, I guess, with this just, podcast already. Because we don't want yeah. there to be anything. So I guess right. It, this isn't a this isn't a blast out. I'm not trying to make a, sh oh, you know, anything yeah. like that. I'm trying to um, show you where I'm coming from and I want you to make sure that I am understood correctly. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think through commenting back and forth, that makes it difficult to do. Mm -hmm. So you seem like a intelligent person. You seem like you're a mature person that you're able to, um, respect being me doing this to you. Yeah. I, I don't mean to, th to throw you out there and throw you in front no, of everybody. Of course not, no. um, you know, and I definitely am not trying to get a one up on you or anything like that. No, not at all. I just want to make sure that that's clear. But yes, um, m clarifying to Lori specifically, mm -hmm. Lori, I definitely. Of the transformed wife. Right. Who it was actually about. Yep. Correct. Um, just the little, you're welcome. We are still praying for you. We love you. We are so pleased to be, uh, have you part of what we're doing here. It's, it's awesome. Even though you inadvertently just kind of got drug into it. Yeah. So thankful <laughs> so, for it. She's so, amazing. but yeah. thank you for being amazing with it. I know you, you know, you probably weren't expecting it, but yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what happens when you do the work of the Lord and, it, yeah. and it, you know, you produce great fruit and I'm sure this is what your goal was was to point more people towards Christ. So. And the fruit we have seen from this biblical womanhood study specifically that Lori oh, wrote amazing. has been amazing. <clears throat> so it's been so cool to mm -hmm. be able to have it. Really it really has. Um, and for everybody to see it. And I love it because, you know, you have the same haters that we do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, it's, <laughs> it's the same. It's really about the same. It's the same. So it's, you know, at least we can come together in that. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely do not 100% apologize. I do not want to misrepresent anybody, anybody ever. at yeah. all. Mm -mm. Um, I, you know, I never meant to claim that, that you said these words specifically about it. But when we share pictures on social media, sometimes people associate that with being our opinion sure, if we're the person we that posts it. Yeah. And I, I have seen, and it's not just you, I've seen this a couple different times uh, from Christian sources mm -hmm. where it's saying the same thing, like it's demonic sorcery and like all of a sudden... Because Brand, if you guys have not yeah. listened to, if you haven't listened to the calling out, or um, 
prayer for Lori Alexander podcast, go listen to that. But Brandon's only thing that he kind of like backhanded added in at the end of it was the only thing that it had just put, she had just posted on Instagram. So it stood out that he wanted to make sure to separate himself from is she had posted something on Instagram, this thing calling cannabis user, you know, cannabis demonic yeah, saying and sorcery. Demonic and sorcery yeah. If you're high or something, you're, and you know, I, we don't need to go into that argument. Lori made her argument very clear. Yeah, she responded she made, to her thing and made and her position very yeah. clear. And that's what I I never want. Ooh, that was the awesome thunder. thunder. Is rumbling. I uh, God's a talking. I I definitely don't want to misrepresent Lori yes. at all and and put words in her mouth. So, so she commented down she below. She commented on that and, and made her position herself. very clear. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make that clear too. But that, we want to apologize. Yeah, we I want to apologize because I had no intent. But like I said, usually when you share a picture on social media, somebody associate, and I made the mistake of associating that with your opinion, and that's why I said, well, even if it, you know, was, I want to separate just that small little thing because mm-hmm. to me personally, that's an important issue. But that's an important issue but that you've been spoke speaking been out out on, right? And very yeah. few Christian outlets are speaking out on it. Mm-hmm. I found one other so far that has spoke positively out on it and taken it from a biblical perspective and that's been apologia and jeff durbin did he did a great little piece on it and everybody is very very aware of my 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 separations between me and durbin but for that we i am right on 100 percent with my brother on that one because he he killed it with that yeah he made a little light of it, kind of made a joke out of it a couple times, and I was like, "Oh, okay, you didn't really need to go that far." But for the for what he did, it was funny, and it, it was it was very informative and true and correct. And I, I think for for Christians right now, for the world that we live in, that you know this is a very large issue, and nobody should feel ashamed or horrible mm-hmm. to do something like this if it helps an element. They're like, "Oh, you know, it makes Christian a, a Christian." question if they need it medically you know it's one thing if you want to argue it recreationally whatever i mean that's that's neither here nor there it's it, it's a different topic so anyway sure i wanted to, to apologize to her apologize to Lori and, and tell you that Lori, i i did not mean to misrepresent you or put words in your mouth um so yeah now <laughs> thank you for it. on to the rest i of just it. figured while we're doing no, this might as well hit it's everything. good um <laughs> actually it, the same thing can be said to um, the comments back and forth here that I've been going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, I want to say to to this person, you know, who you, I don't need to say your name specifically. If I accidentally slip and say it out on this podcast, I'm sorry. I'm not going to. I'm going to try not to name because drop. Because as much as this that we're going to discuss on is an actual event that actually happened, that I mean, all these comments are public. You all right? You can all look this, at it. I just I'm not trying to blast. But we want to talk. It's not I'm about not, the yeah, person. This that. person just brought it up, but this is a general conversation this that is, people go back to. And she's That's bringing up some really good points and trying. And she's, um, she hasn't painted me into a corner, but she's definitely got me like, okay, I need to talk on this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so this is like, clearly if this, this is, is clearly something that I need to issue or that I need to, yeah, need to I, I need to lay it. out. And I definitely apologize for any, I, at first when you're, you know, whenever you're dealing with people on this, you don't know what angle they're trying to come at you with. And it's usually a bad And it's usually, it's a, you know, it's usually a defensive angle that you take because usually people aren't trying to question you because they're curious. They're trying to question you because later on they're going to be... Nine times out of ten, they're an internet warrior. They're just here to fight Yeah, and they're just here to fight. And it's just like, I am not... If you want to have a... Which you this brings me to the first section of your recent comment that yes you can absolutely want to debate and genuinely be curious that's sure. that's absolutely your prerogative. Our opinions are different. I you you have been very kind in your comments. You said that you respected my opinion. You said that there's con. You said a lot of very very kind things, sure. and I appreciate that. And um, you know I definitely. Uh, I definitely want to acknowledge that. Okay, you asked a couple times how I interpret and how I know what biblical truth is. This has been something that has been re uh, a theme in a couple different comments. And I know I keep going back to I'm just like, okay, this is orthodox Christianity. 
this is complete orthodox Christianity. Which may not be what's popular. It may not be what's popular and what's, what's being orthodox. taught, but this is generally understood Christian orthodoxy. And this is understood between people a lot smarter than I am. And this is a general understanding of what this is. Okay, if in once you read it for yourself, mm -hmm. you can find that it fits in this orthodox view that we have. Not just because we're brainwashed into thinking that this is the way that it is. There's a baseline. There's just a, it fits right in with the ideas that we have. And then it becomes obvious because this was very, yes, we take it literally. You had mentioned, do we take Adam and Eve as a historical event or a parable of sorts? Well, absolutely, it's a historical event because we have a genealogy afterwards. Mm -hmm. So if it wasn't a literal story, not only would you wouldn't have a genealogy, but we really wouldn't have a backbone, a foundation to stand on with yeah. this whole thing. If it's not literal, then If these are all fairy what tales, is then what are we doing? I mean, just like Paul says later on in the New Testament that... If there's no resurrection, then all of this is nothing. So, I mean, it's the same. It's a little bit different, but it's the same idea that if it's not a literal event, then what are we doing? it completely falls apart. Um, so you have, especially in the New Testament, it's easy to understand what the text says once you understand what it is you realize that these are letters to other believers of this jewish messiah that had come and you realize that these letters were the foundation in the building period in the recording of the time of building this church that the what we have the body of believers now you understand that they're talking to people regular dialogue like you and i would talk to people i mean this is the first century we're not in we're not really that far removed i mean yeah we're you're two thousand years removed but i mean in, in reality that's not that's not that much and it it it, it has to have that type of relate like relatability to it for it to completely again so again so it doesn't completely fall apart it, it just it has to have that realness sense to it so yes this really happened this was a real story none of the how do you separate what's poetry this becomes easy once you get a general understanding of the history of this yeah okay i mean because this was early judaism had these writings they recorded the prophet i mean you don't need me to sit here and explain this history to you this seems like you know a lot more of this than I need to, I mean, I know you know a lot more of this than, than I need to explain. I can tell through your comments uh, that you're, you're educated. I just think you're, I think you're, I think you're misunderstanding me and you're misunderstanding the seriousness of this issue. All right. So you said that you did watch the video with Matt about the errors in the New Testament, which you said that there are er errors in caps yes i there are errors i'm talking about foundational ish there's no errors in that like there's no like john was wrong like matter of fact in our john bible study that we just did recently it talks about jesus going out to the feast and he tells his brothers that he's like nah i'm not going not going and then he ends up going 
and a lot of a lot of people will point to that saying okay well jesus lied or or you know or what it you know they'll question what jesus did right there and that's that situation those types of no that's not an error if you look at the original greek wording on that it, it look it's in the present tense it says i'm not going right now so no that wasn't an error it was yes there are clear little little things in there but as far as foundational truths there are no errors um mostly we just need to uh trust the people who translated it yeah but once you read the bible and you understand that the spirit gives you understanding this is a act of worship is reading the bible and the holy spirit draws you to the scripture and gives you understanding through the scripture so if you truly have this if you truly have the spirit again you're going to comprehend these truths they're going to make sense to you the, this is the bible the bible talks about this we paul talks about this in in first corinthians 2 13 in that he said and we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom but taught by the spirit interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual and then he goes on to say that the natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of god for they are folly to him and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned so you haven't these are these are words not taught by human wisdom these are divinely inspired words and the spirit leads you through the truth in these words so that's how you know the truth and then when you read it for what it is it's extremely clear yeah well that's the point that we go back to time and time again if people would literally be in the word reading it from beginning to end for themselves day in and day out many of these misconceptions we have in the church are quite clear right again the, these aren't my interpretations of it no these are biblical foundational truths these are truths that the church was built on and that the apostles fought against on for nearly 2000 years and they fought until recent and this isn't this isn't new going more deeper into the issue about rachel held evans her type of teaching and what she believed and what you call her interpretation and her belief and, and whatever else okay that fault that is a false teacher mm -hmm. i will do my best to try to prove that to you by giving you all the scripture on that here in just a second but whether you want to take that or believe that that's up to you but again this is generally understood information foundational truths that these that the church was built on not my interpretation of it at all i will in a, in just a second we'll go back over that but i want to make sure that i'm sticking to and not not getting off here okay you say that I used harsh language against those who disagree with me okay I don't remember the words that I said I haven't re-listened to that podcast I never meant to to use any harsh words against anybody but there's there's a there's there's a level of truth here mm -hmm. that doesn't matter that doesn't care about feelings no matter what the situation is and that's exactly what lori pointed out with her and she's pointed out in the past mm -hmm. that our hearts and our it, it goes out to her and I don't want to see For whatever perish. good it does, I pray, I pray that the Lord has mercy on her soul. That's not, but that does not change what she taught. 
and I'm not labeling it heresy. You're saying that I'm labeling it and I'm calling. This is blatant, clear heresy. 180 AD, which this iron ass had already written a, a work of Christian theology called Against Heresies. This is a guy that was discipled by the Apostle John. This guy was a direct a, a direct guy that knew the guy. So this was like I said, that was probably around one somewhere around one eighty that he wrote this. And he's dealing with the heresies in the church that are popping up a lot of it rooted in Gnosticism and a lot of Gnosticism at the time was was not only attempting to mess with Jesus but it was also implying sexual immorality that God's grace allowed us to live these kind of lives and, and do these kind of things. This was a movement that was coming in in one uh, that was that I mean it really started long before then because this is what again the New Testament letters if you read this is what the, it, it describes that they're dealing with over and over again because of the Greco-Roman culture. Mm -hmm. They were trying to mix Christ with these cultures and trying to say that this was okay and we needed to be accepting of this and we need it, they were doing the same exact thing that teachers like Rachel Held Evans are teaching and deceiving you're right she has a huge following usually that's an indication for us Christians to go and look at somebody and go okay there's something up here if the world is eating you up in large numbers like this and loving everything you have to say, you know, that was kind of this person's response of, you know, a heretic is someone who goes against the, you know, obvious mainstream following. And it's like, yeah, have you missed our podcasts about the fact that our current American church is in a vast state of apostasy? So, yes, yeah. the people with the huge followings, the mainstream of thought in Christianity today comes from heretics comes right. from a state of apostasy. Right. That's one of the number one giveaways. If you go and you're following a new pastor, a church, a speaker, a movement, whatever it is, and they have a huge following, that's usually step one to say, you know what, let me hold off a minute, search the scriptures, and weigh this person. Let me be a Berean about the things that they are saying and truly seek these things out. What things aren't lining up with scripture? Because if the world if the mass majority are eating these things up, it's probably because they're yeah, things that tickle your ears and make you feel good. And I want to make this clear that, I mean, even by mentioning this this woman's name, I'm opening myself up to death threats on the internet. Yeah. Because of a woman that, yes, unfortunately, tragically, way before her time, had so children and a husband. Yeah. My God, I, I, I'm... It I had on it does bring me to tears. But it she, was it was an allergic she, reaction or something that happened to her. I think it was horrible. Yeah. And then she went into a coma, and that was it. Yeah. I don't I don't want to make light of that at all. No. That is serious. And you know what? To us as Christians, that is the reality mm -hmm. of life and death mm -hmm. and sin. So I don't want to ever make or or think that I took that that situation lightly. But again, that doesn't take away from anything that she did, said, or taught. I am not making a judgment on where she is, what happened. But I'm saying as far as my information in my Bible, what that tells me, I know that if she didn't repent of these things that she was teaching, mm -hmm. then it doesn't look good. Yeah. I don't make that judgment, so I'm not going to say anything on that. But it doesn't look good.
but what I want, but that's not my business. My point is, is taking her teachings mm -hmm. and what she's taught, and they still from the grave are here, and they are still, and they are, they're, they're still alive and well. And people like Jen Hatmaker and Rachel Hollis, and this is a this is a new movement yep. that is just in toxic. It, it's toxic. Yeah. For true Christianity. And these aren't, again, these aren't my interpretations or my feelings. This is foundational truth. This is, you, you get almost annoyed reading the epistles, seeing that they're all speaking about these false teachers coming in and bringing all these false teachings and then the the believers were believing them. Yeah. No, so they spent kidding? all of their time instead of like, you know, spending more time and resource on, you know, helping people. We had to Wasting we had to waste all of our time trying to lay out the foundation that should be so clear. Of our belief that should be so clear. Over and over again, Paul, Peter, Jude, Jay, every single one of them spoke about this very thing. But, I mean, our sound doctrine is crucial to salvation and growth in spiritual maturity. Um, but there's so many times, like I said, in Scripture that it says to be aware of false teachings we need to be able to recognize these false teachers and know that we're being led completely astray when you hear these things. Um, we can, I mean, you, there, there's so many examples that I'll, I've got some listed here um, that, that you can determine whether these things are false teaching and how you should handle them. I mean, not only do we get told what they are, we get told how to deal with it. So where these where these things are coming from that I'm saying, I don't mean to sound uh, hateful, but it's straightforward and it's serious and it's not a joke. So if that's interpreted as hateful or, or incorrect, I, you know, I do apologize. But it's serious and in in no way does it make any light of of the true reality of what awaits people that do this so i again this isn't this isn't my truth this is something that um jesus warned about in matthew 7 in matthew 7 he talks about watch out for the false prophets they'll come in sheep's clothing they'll look great they'll sound great but in inwardly they're ferocious wolves. He says that about these these teachers that say these things. Ferocious wolves. That's not a very like if I call you a wolf, that's not a that's not a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's not a nice thing. Then he says that you can tell by the fruit that they produce. What are they saying? What are they producing? And you can tell if it's it's not this this it looks good on the surface the fruit that they're producing, but they're producing worldly emptiness is what's coming from them. So in reality, that's nothing. In the same chapter, Jesus says about that a bad bad fruit because you're not producing anything. You think that you are, but you're leading so many people astray just by accepting these things. Because it says in the book of Romans that you will accept the, the, the people that accept these things are just as bad as the people who do them. So even becoming acceptance of these heretical teachings and claiming that you can slap Christ on all these things just that is just as bad as the people 
that do them according to scripture. I mean, like I said, I've got, here, I'll read a couple off. And this isn't just in the New Testament, this is in the Old Testament. This is the same thing that was happening when God was sending prophets to Israel. It's the same thing. Well, and with this, you know, all of this conversation and this response kind of came down to the point of there, you know, this Rachel Held Evans, who we obviously did not follow her or anything of the sort. But when she passed, which, again, we have agreed is awful, and I would not wish that upon my worst enemy, you know. Yeah, you and I hate me? that I'm having to make this But it's just the topic came out. Topic. And so because she has passed now, people are like, oh, well, you can't say anything bad about her teachings. No, false teachings are still false teachings. Like yeah, a heretic's still matter. a heretic. Like, I yeah, mean, you, I it's, I'm defending Christ here. I could, our lives don't matter on that aspect. Right. But let me just confirm here and, and, and share this little thing. If, if people are confused as to why we're pointing out these points and going, no, you must stand on the truth of scripture, which mm -hmm. is very clear. And regardless of how you interpret things, these points are incredibly clear, thus the orthodoxy. Let me just give this quick little snippet here. So as Brandon's saying these things, this this is where it's coming from. Um, Michelle Leslie actually wrote this. It's just a quick little thing on Rachel Held Evans. There's so many ways Rachel deviates from Orthodox biblical Christianity. It would be impossible to describe all of them even briefly. So again, this isn't Brandon just making random things up, I promise you. Rachel denies the Bible's inerrancy as well as its authority. She rejects the Bible's teaching that a conscious knowledge of of and faith in Christ is necessary for salvation. She supports homosexual marriage as well as the idea of calling practicing unrepentant homosexual Christians and homosexuals Christians and including them in church membership. She mercilessly twists and misuses scripture to the extent that it would be comical for its ridiculousness were it not so blasphemous. Rachel believes in evolution. Rachel has at best mixed feelings about abortion, supporting the funding of Planned Parenthood and decrying abstinence-only teaching in sex ed classes. Rachel is a staunch feminist, egalitarian, and promoter of gender equality in the church. Pick a biblical issue or doctrine, Rachel is almost certain to be on the unbiblical side of it. Those are just a handful of simple things that biblical truth is very right. clear on. And let me also separate and i want to make a point to the person that's commenting on this but while i'm saying all these things it's it's fine to have a worldly view of these issues that she's talking about sure. and rights and and whatever else that you want to talk about that's fine i'm not trying to change any of that mm -hmm. i'm not trying to go out into the world and point fingers and tell people they're wrong for the lifestyles or the choices nope. they're making nope that is not what i am trying to do at all what i am trying to do is inside of christianity i am guarding the faith yeah and what you're doing or what within she the church. within the church and what she is doing is a blatant blatant like it's it's a flag it's a foul for us mm -hmm. and we cannot be acceptance or tolerate this at all inside of the church okay inside of the church make that clear this has no place in god's house mm -hmm. or god's people or coming out of god's people's mouths I made it very clear in my John MacArthur. There was a great John MacArthur podcast that we did yesterday that I made it very clear that this has nothing to do with how we as Christians should treat people either. No, not at all. Nothing. No. I mean, we show the utmost love and respect, and we as Christians, we as the church have absolutely 100% failed Yep. In our world today, we have failed completely. And we have failed beyond recovery. Yep. Okay, we have not handled our job correctly. Okay, I'm not trying to change the world here. That's not what we're going for. But you can't take the world's teachings and the world's principles and apply Jesus them and to okay. Christianity no. because it does not fit. 
You ask, where do I get this? I, I said, this is the Holy Spirit interprets these truths. I know it in the Spirit to be true. Okay, these things, there are certain things that are my opinion. And I will give you, and I am very, very clear when I'm talking about opinion here. Very clear. I, I make that different, that I say this is my thought. But as I said in the comments last night, I'm not special. I can't define these things. I can't say that this is what it is and that this is Brandon's interpretation or this is a general interpret. No. This is truth. And how do you find truth? It's it's all right here. Mm -hmm. It's all in scripture. Yeah. Well, and, and there's was... no there's no way of interpreting it differently. Of course, there is cultural differences in the New Testament. Some things don't apply. How do you figure those things or how do you tell those things? As I said last night, these are I, these are fairly elementary principles if you research them. Just like this head coverings argument that, that Christians have about head coverings. Mm -hmm. It's a very, very easy, easy study and understanding of whether or not you should wear a head covering. Matter of fact, I think, I hope that... that I thought Whitman explained that's honestly why cause the first thing that you sent me last night when you were asking me about uh, the differences in the Bible about Judas's death and different things like that the first thing that I thought I was like I think Whitman. that's in that that vi that video on Whitman mm -hmm. but just like Judas's death when you said that I was like okay that's an again that's a very very elementary principle of what that belief is so if one thing's describing okay so the the branch broke and he fell and it spilled out and the wording is different that's not if you don't want to accept that that's cool but that's what the explanation is and it's a very simple explanation and if you i i mean if you do accept it which i do because that makes sense to me it's not it's it, it to me it seems like it's fairly common sense to go okay that's i mean there's no there's no block for me in that but it, it because it seems like the explanation to these just things like if something are very today very elementary. And you went and asked multiple people, you would get multiple right. outlooks of one thing. Doesn't make any one person's explanation wrong or not truthful. It's just three different takes on what something happened. Right, exactly. I mean, it's just it, it looks a little bit different. But I mean, in scripture we have. So I don't keep just saying in scripture, in scripture, in scripture, talking about these false teachers and teachings. Um, we know from 2 Peter 3, 14 through 18. He says, so then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation, just as our dear brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes in the same way in all his letters, speaking speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant and unstable people distort as they do the other scriptures, to their own destruction. Therefore, dear friends, since you have been forewarned, be on guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of lawlessness and fall from your secure position. But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to the glory, or to him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Okay, so false teachings usually lie on Paul's words. When people like Rachel Held Evans accept these homosexuality things and they teach these homosexuality points, they mostly rely off of twisting Paul's words making it a cultural issue or saying okay this isn't necessarily what he was talking about or even some of them are just like he was an angry Jew we don't need to pay attention to him we just have the gospels that's it but Peter not only confirms what Paul said but he said to watch out 
because people, ignorant people, will come and twist what he said. That's to us as indicating that this is going to be very, very clear that these teachers will try to do these things. That's your first red flag right there. You have 1 John 4, 1 through 6, that explains exactly how we know these things. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and now is already in the world. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and they speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. Okay. A spirit acknowledging that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is God. Okay, if you're acknowledging that Jesus, it's not just about saying, okay, yep, he came in the flesh and he is God. That's accepting every single thing about Christ and what he taught and who he is, including these false teachings that we're speaking of. Jesus called out these false teachings in his ministry. Okay, so you're not accepting Christ by accepting the teachings of the world. So if it's a spirit that is trying to include Christ with these worldly principles, we can see that by the test that it is not from God. Okay, said Jesus said in Matthew 7 again, watch their ferocious wolves that look like sheep. I think honestly, the best the best point though to make through this and that I was gonna say is honestly the whole book of Jude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jude uses his whole letter to warn Christians about false teachers he says in the beginning that i would love to write to you about the salvation that we all share but i now i have to write to you in verse four for certain people have crept in unnoticed who long ago were designated for this condemnation ungodly people who pervert the grace of our god into sensuality and deny our only master and lord jesus christ hey, certain people crept in unnoticed yeah. it's inside the church they look good. and they look good yeah. and they sound good but these are worldly principles that we as christians realize that this is this is teaching of demons this is not a teaching of christ and we're not the only people and Lori wasn't the only one to say these things about rachel held evans specifically this is like widely obviously as stark as the nose on your face obvious yeah don't you have a couple little words right i do I actually pull them up you know just to see, because again, this isn't us making up these crazy things. We just happen to be talking on it. And that was just because we were doing the thing with Lori from the transformed wife. And she had said something about it. And it was something that came off of there. But let me just read you this little, little thing here. In case you're confused as to where we can look at her. She was a heretic, plain and simple. I mean, there there's no discussion there. She, she was. And it says, Rachel Held Evans, the progressive author and speaker, passed away at 37 on May 4th, 2019, due to complications from an infection. She tragically left behind two very young children and her husband. Rachel Held Evans impacted the Christian community in many ways that will leave its mark for generations to come. Held Evans stood in stark contrast to orthodox biblical Christianity and challenged biblical beliefs at their core. She was a hero of the progressive Christian movement. 
Evans was pro-LGBT, pro-abortion feminist who shook her fist at Jesus Christ himself, practically daring him to reign supreme over his own creation. You wonder why these things happen. While Southern Baptist leaders are throwing money and campaigning fundraisers for her, an enemy of the cross, one can only imagine how many godly Christian mothers passed away over the same week that do not receive the same treatment. Held Evans gets this treatment because the progressive Christian movement feels the need to signal their virtue to a pagan, God-hating world. Rachel Held Evans was anything but a godly Christian mother and wife. Held Evans denied one of the primary attributes of God, his masculinity. Whether or not Held Evans liked it, God chose to reveal himself to humanity as male, and we don't have the freedom or authority to reassign gender to our creator. Evans would regularly blaspheme God in such ways as God is, this is a direct quote of hers, God is not a man or a woman, God is spirit. Of course, God is spirit, but God is also a man, Mm -hmm. as the scripture repeatedly refers to him as a man. Uh, A I believe this is Twitter, a tweet of hers. Again, for the 10,000th time, God is not a man or a woman. God is a spirit, she says. In one article, Held Evans wrote, she actually referred to God as a female, writing, and this Mm. is her direct quote, and because of today, because of the cross, it is a pain that God herself understands. What? Uh, Direct quote. Held Evans also denied the doctrine of repentance. Held Evans, who believed she was a Christian, believed she was, taught that one could continue in such sins as homosexuality and remain in right standing with God. Again, this is Twitter. I don't use Twitter, but I'm pretty sure this is a clip from Twitter. She says, it's a cheap shot and bad logic to say that just because I disagree with your interpretation of scripture, I must not know what scripture says. I do. I've studied this extensively, and I believe God does not condemn LGBTQ people. Of course, this is opposed to what the scripture actually say in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed as you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Held Evans did not honor God, but desired the approval of men, and that she received heartily as she promoted the issues the world loves. As an advocate for homosexuality, abortion, feminism, and practice, practically any other godless ideology one can muster up from the pits of hell, Held Evans would stand in the midst of an army of dead souls delivering her troops of thousands, if not millions, directly into the hands of the enemy. Held Evans was a wolf in sheep's clothing like you were just reading, and one of the most nefarious of them. She had a nice smile and a charming demeanor that would deceive anyone into believing she was on their side, yet she hated them. She hated homosexuals. She hated mothers facing the reality of murdering their children. She hated people and hated them with a smile. Held Evans hated them so much that she deceptively withheld the truth of God from them, lied to them through her teeth, and told them all that they were right with God. Now Rachel Held Evans herself has come face to face with God. She has now seen God. The Bible says to beware of false prophets and that we will know false prophets by their fruits and deeds. Matthew yeah, 7, 15 through 20, like you just read. Held Evans was clearly, by any biblically discernible standard, a false prophet. She lied to the world about God. I see no evidence that Held Evans ever repented of her blasphemy and hatred toward her creator. She was an idolater and a blasphemer, not just at heart, but in practice. Rachel often said, Lord, Lord, and practice her wickedness in his name. And sadly, this, the Bible teaches, will receive the eternal judgment of God. Luke 6, 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? Mm -hmm. This is how Rachel Held Evans should be remembered by Christians, not as someone who challenged them to think, but as a theological cancer that Satan used to deceive many into his hands. See, this is reality. This is not my opinion of our belief. And this is just one I'm example. Not, again, I hope you understand my clarification that I'm not condemning any of these people. No. That 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 I, the LGBTQ crap, whatever it is, crowd. I am not. I'm not. That's not my business. That's the world, and I separate myself from yeah. that. Matter of fact, I love those people. 
Yeah. I want those people to, to have justice, to knowledge and I want them to come, you know, come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But you're not going to get but chummy with the world and love them into hell. The, yeah, exactly. That's not going to happen. But I'm not definitely not going. Yeah, with Christianity, you're not going to, you're not pushing Jesus by lying to them like that whole thing said that that's not what you're doing mm -hmm. and this isn't the not only in first corinthians does does paul say this but paul says it again in romans 1 in chapter in chapter 1 verse 18 let me go ahead and just read on i mean you can go read it for yourself but verse 118 but god shows his anger from heaven against all sinful wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness they know the truth about God because he has made it, made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. That sounds like what we just read. Yep. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. Right? We have to be smarter, progressive, mm -hmm. progressive Christianity. That's what that is right there. Claiming to, became, to become wise, they became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself. Who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. Worshiping these things. This sounds exactly, again, like what you just read. Verse 26. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and indulged with sex with each other. That's the first letter of LGBTQ lesbian and men. And instead of having normal relations with women, burn for lust with each other. Men did shameful things with other men. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malice behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires, she said. Most people think that, what about her theology, that she doesn't understand theology? That she just doesn't agree with it. It's progressive. Well, she's interpret. She, it's just that she's interpreting it different. She's than you in are. interpreting it different than I am. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. I'm not making this claim. It's not how you interpret that. It's I what it says. did not say that. Yet they do them anyway. Mm -hmm. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them. This is not talking to the world. This is talking to the church. And this is telling us that this will come in in the church. People like Rachel Held Evans will say these things. And this progressive Christianity is nothing new. Absolutely not new. So these questions that you have, you're like, well, how do you know that your interpretation is correct 
because no, nothing but... is new. This has been the same since the very beginning. In context, Paul is speaking of Israel. Yeah. In complete context, he is reminding them about Israel. He goes on to say later on that, not in Romans, but he goes on later on to tell us that these things were written down for us as examples that's what these things were for examples so you say well he's not talking about yes contextually he is he's giving and these things have been written long ago there's nothing new so everything that happened in the past happens now and in the future just the way as it always has we live in a fallen world and we are in a we are in a stinking rat wheel running this thing because it just keeps going it keeps going the same way nothing's new especially with these these new christian doctrines that people think that they have to be progressive and change and 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 bend the bend what the truth is and you can't you can't mess with the truth you can't have your own interpretation to it you can't have a new outlook on it like no there's it, you 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 can't do that so again it, it it may sound it may sound hateful but, but is it hateful not. if it's trying to turn you to the truth of christ to save you from but for if eternity? you don't believe in all of this why do you care because I'm not trying to change your worldview. I want you to come to a saving knowledge of Christ. I want you to know who Christ truly is and who he is not. Mm -hmm. You have to understand that. Because believing in a false Christ that the world is pumping out and these Christian, because our church is in such a large state of apostasy, a majority state of apostasy, if you are eating that stuff up, you're eating up a false Christ. Right. And you don't want to be one of those that sees Jesus and goes running up going, Lord, Lord, hey, it's me. And he goes, who are you? I don't know who you are. Get out of here. Yeah. Do you want to be the one being now, spit out? We, I don't. I don't. But I want we, to know the true Jesus. We so you have read the book. to protect this faith. And we have to stand up for it. We that, that does not mean that we can accept it and allow these things to go on inside of our faith. That still shouldn't change how we interact with the world. You said that, that there was a comment that made that this was political. This is not political at all. Yeah. I don't believe, as a Christian, I don't believe in that at all. Well, and I'm Matter of fact, I just did a podcast on John MacArthur's new book where it's, it's completely anti-social justice from a Christian standpoint. And I understand that some people might see us talking about these things and just assume that we're like your stereotypical conservative Christians. Yeah. Absolutely, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> if you would force us to pick, we are libertarians me, I am, at I heart. I am a libertarian at heart. Mm-hmm. I am a I, that is who we, I am. If you yeah. want to try to if you want to try to identify who I am and what I I would believe as a as a you know if is if my earthly self mattered in mm -hmm. anymore at yeah. all it would be a libertarian. Yeah. I don't believe in any of so this. So our issue and our in... problem here has absolutely nothing to do with politics. No, not, not at in all. The slightest. Not at all. I could care less. I don't want to make America great again. I I don't think America was ever great. And now his new campaign slogan is "Keep America, Keep America great. great." It's never been great. No. So that's not that's not my goal here. Y'all can figure out what you figure out, and I want I want. I'm a citizen of heaven, right? So I'm yeah, not right. Worried about so if I'm a libertarian, right? I'm like this, like you know, peace, justice, liberty for mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter whatever your sin. It, go have fun. Go out in the world and go sin all you want. Do whatever you want to do. You have that freedom as a, as a human. But Christ offers a complete. But I want to serve you and love you and show you Christ. Freedom. And, and Me, I, myself. And, right. Personally. And I want to, by the way that I but live the my true life. Christ. But nobody wants to hear about the true Christ. Right. Because the true Christ is the scriptures you just read that say all these people, you're condemned to horrific judgment to come because of the sin that you choose Paul to live in. Paul just says that 
the they know that God's justice requires that these people who do these things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them. Yep. Okay, well, you go, okay, well, that that's your interpretation of that verse. Maybe he means something else. Okay, but what if he does mean that? What is the implications for that if that is what that means? I do believe that's what this means, and I know that's what this means. But on somebody's skeptical side of it, the implications, if this is true and this is what it means, mm -hmm. means that a person like that is completely false and is destined to death and deserves it. Is if that's if that's what that means. Do you want to say just no because you don't like it? Yeah. That's cool. That's fine. But it then you're rejecting Christ, says. and that's fine. If you, that's, that's your prerogative. That's not fine. I don't want you to do that, but that's what you're doing. So I know this is long. How long are we right now? Almost an hour. Okay. I don't want to make, maybe we can make an this hour, a two. Yeah. Maybe we can make this a two part if, uh-huh. I'll probably just put it out as one people. I mean. Well, no, no, no. I mean, if she wants to, if I, I again, I don't want to falsely represent any uh, any oh, of the yeah. commenters. Oh yeah, okay, I got you. Um, you know. Oh yeah, please understand words. that we don't mean anything negative. I don't it's just, want this to. This topic is very important. I don't want this. This is not an attack. No, not by at all. any means. Nope. This is you seem to kind of want to engage in in a little bit of a debate, and you 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 caught me. I don't know if you're efficient. You said that. You said that my comments were hateful and that you felt moved to comment because I'm going to get nowhere by name calling. So you said that you weren't fishing, but I think there kind of was a little bit of fishing here and usually, and you caught me and I don't get caught usually, but you know, okay, let's, I'm, I'm willing to engage in a conversation with your questions if this is something that you want to continue. Yeah. But I did want to clarify my position, clarify what I'm saying to this person. And I, I hope this wasn't all over the place. I hope this helps a little bit. And I'm open to do another one of these if, if this resonates well with the person that commented. So we'll see. Anything um, else? I think, again, I think that's all. I think that's it. I just, again, I don't want anybody especially the person that commented um to misunderstand me to, to because no it's not that you're trying to be hateful attack. and mean is this heartbreaking that somebody she died exactly when god knew she would and for his reasons that he alone knows mm -hmm. and what her fate is is between him and her right we can judge the spiritual fruit that she left behind and see clear heresy and see the problem with this too that I want to and I want to let the commenter know is in my belief and this is where my interpretation of scripture comes in because what I believe is and I'm going to talk about in times just real quick here what I believe my interpretation of the text and this is where interpretation become can become my own because there's certain solid foundational truths but then there's a couple little thing little details in there that are kind of up for interpretation to that maybe could mean something different and we not all have the a things different that Rachel had not definitely not those definitely are the foundational not. things now i'm talking about different in times sure. views okay i'm talking about different in times views okay in my personal in times view these types of things that are happening with these false teachers and the way that it's occurring and everything, this this is an alarm for our view because this means that we are getting closer to an actual judgment mm -hmm. being very, very close because of the size of these issues, yep. the scale of them, and certain worldly events that are that are occurring and just kind of falling into place so in our interpretation of eschatology it it seems like we have a sense of urgency here yep and these things that are popping up now comes the time to start going at it with swords 
not being apprehensive like whoa whoa slow down this no we are running this out of time yeah this is important snatch this has from the to fire. be serious yes. and we have to be up front because we're talking about god's righteous judgment and if that is indeed as close as our interpretation believes that it is that's a major major serious thing because we take this to believe that actual judgment is left coming and i want you to be safe rather than sorry and and i don't want to sound crazy but that's that's what we're dealing with here we're we're dealing with a large falling away which appears to be something that was that was said in the new testament that would happen closer towards the time of the return of the lord and if that's the case not setting any dates, not being any any anything, but that that's very very serious. And more people, just like Rachel Held Evans, will suffer the same fate if they don't repent and change, according to Scripture. So I hope that clarifies a little bit. Again, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Thank you for commenting. Thank you for engaging. Yes. Forgive me. If I did, if I was unkind in any way, you did not mean to be. I did not mean but to be. But this is incredibly serious. But it's and incredibly we're not serious. Going to backtrack right, and not going to severity. back off yeah. my my words and my and the seriousness and the boldness of them because it's not something that I'm making up. It's something that that's right here. 